This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. It is a chilly day right here along Spa Creek, Naples Harbor. I'm not sure, but we're right outside of Bread and Butter Kitchen, right along the water with Bo Ballinger, who is the executive director of CRAB, which is the Chesapeake Region Accessible Boating. How are you? I'm doing great. It's the rain is holding off. It's not horribly cold, but there's a chill in the air. Winter is on its way. So um, we're outside uh, discussing and we really want to get into some of the exciting news that CRAB has come up with in the last couple of weeks and that you've signed a long-term lease with the city of Annapolis for a home for the organization, which is uh, phenomenal. But before we get into that, I want to make sure that everybody that's listening understands what crab is. Now, it's not a bunch of old men going out on boats bitching and moaning at people at all. It's Chesapeake Regional Accessible, Chesapeake Region Accessible Boating, which you give the gift of the Chesapeake Bay and sailing to those that probably never have, right? Is that a simple way of saying it? John, that's uh, spot on. Uh, the guests we serve have disabilities, they're wounded warriors, or their children from underserved or at-risk communities. And they would never have the opportunity to get out on the bay and enjoy it. They're no different than anyone else. That's the biggest thing that we try to emphasize to people when I talk to them because you're trying to create a relationship and if you don't see them you don't know them you haven't been to crab and see us board a dozen people from wheelchairs into boats using slides or lifts with specially trained volunteers it's hard to understand but I just say you know how much you love going out on the bay and sailing and what it makes you feel like I said it makes them feel exactly the same way except even more so because they never thought they would ever get out on the bay sailing. If you Google adaptive boating, the first hit you'll get is crab. And we're not paying for that top listing and billing. So that just gives you an idea of what uh, recognition we have and the people coming to us. Last year, U.S. Sailing, the organization that represents sailing in the United States, uh, awarded Crab their Robbie Pierce Award for Outstanding Adaptive Sailing Program in the whole country. So we really took that with uh, a lot of pride that we had that recognition. How many adaptive sailing programs are there? There are approximately about 40, but uh, in honesty, they're mostly small pieces of community sailing programs or yacht clubs. So they will carve off a piece of their dock or a couple of boats uh, or a couple of days and offer adaptive sailing or they offer adaptive sailing plus you can go anyone can go there and sail okay but you are the you're the whole we're 100% lock stock and barrel adaptive for people with disabilities and and that's one of the that was one of the tough issues that we had to overcome when we were successfully able to get the state of Maryland, Anne Arundel County, and the city of Annapolis to come together and provide funding for the acquisition and development of the Adaptive Boating Center. Really, I don't know how many people could come up with an organization or a project that brought all three together that were unanimous, unanimous vote from the Board of Public Works in the state, full support from the county executive, two county executives actually, since there was an election, and then 
a unanimous vote by the Annapolis City Council in support of the Adaptive Boating Center. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Paul Bo Bollinger is running for mayor of Annapolis. He's getting all these people coming together to, to get, get money for the city. So, um, well, how, how did this all start? How did, how did this start? You're going on 30 years now. Is that right? Next year, we'll celebrate in April the 30th anniversary of the founding of Crab by Don Backey. And Don was uh, a headmaster, and then he was in the real estate business. And then in his 50s, he was paralyzed in a car wreck. And like a lot of people who become paralyzed later in life, uh, he became depressed at what he couldn't do. And so his friends saw that, and they knew he liked to sail. So hooker by crook, they somehow got him into a sailboat and took him sailing. And he was no small guy. He was a big guy. So he wasn't a sailor prior to this? No, he did sail. He did sail. And uh, they got him out, and they saw the change in his attitude and uh, his whole demeanor. And when he got back to shore, he said, I have got to do this for other people. And so he got four uh, Freedom 20 sailboats acquired to start his operation here. He got them from New England. They were brought down here in Annapolis. And Crab has been operating from Sandy Point State Park for 29 years from a single floating pier in Mezic Pond there. Uh, in 2017, well, Don passed away in 2013 uh, at approximately 77 years old. I came on board in 2016 and in 2017, we replaced those 30-year-old boats that Don had acquired with brand-new Beneteau First 22s, and we specially modified them to accommodate our guests with really any kind of disability. Now, we got six of those instead of the four, which filled up the dock at Sandy Point. Now, are you, are you working with partnerships with Beneteau and, and, and all these people that are able to supply these boats? Obviously, they're not giving them to you for free. Or maybe they are. Not exactly, but um, actually we did. We worked with Annapolis Yacht Sales and Beneteau, and both of them said, we will donate a boat to you if you buy four at cost. So we bought four more boats, which were made down in Marion, South Carolina. And they didn't make a penny, and that's They didn't make a penny. In fact, Annapolis Yacht Sales may have lost a little on it because uh, the modifications that had to be made to the boat, they ended up making uh, for us, so and they turned out perfect. Every they just love them. They look beautiful. That's a great. That's a great family business too, as well. Annapolis Yacht Sales. Rob Tayshoff has been a very, very strong advocate of crab, and we could not be uh, more fortunate. How many boats do you have now? We have a fleet of six uh, Beneteau First Twenty Twos, and then we have one Martin Sixteen, which is a Canadian built boat, and it has the two seats in tandem. And then it has a servo motor in it with a battery and a a unit that comes up that contains two straws. And one of the straws controls the rudder and the other controls the sail. And if you sip, the rudder will turn to port. And if you puff, the rudder will turn to starboard. If you sip on the sail, the sails will come in. Or if you puff, it'll let the sails out. So someone who is a quadriplegic is able to sail that boat without any use of their body below their shoulders. Wow. It's impressive because uh, Josh Basil is someone who has used the boat a couple of times and he told me, he says, look, Bo, uh, I've sailed a lot, but I've never been the skipper. And this is the first time. Man, that's got to get you when you hear a story like that. It, 
It, well, you know, you get the goosebumps big time over, and, and you're just elated because uh, you just gave somebody something special in life that they're going to take with them the rest of their life. It's a huge gift. It's a huge gift. What types of programs do you, I mean, how often can somebody with a disability come out and sail with you guys when you're in the season? I'm assuming you're not doing it here in December. So. That's correct. Uh, well, the, the reason we don't operate between uh, the end of October and uh, April is because our guests have challenges in uh, modulating their body temperatures so that if you're an amputee or you're paralyzed, uh, the blood flow operates a little differently. So they're much more sensitive to the heat and the cold. That is why we're a a six-month seasonal operation. What type of programs do you have? I mean, you're, you're at Sandy Point State Park, so I'm assuming that you've got an arrangement with DNR yes, we um, for, the, uh, for the dock, and is that a, which is fantastic. Is that a permanent place for you to dock? So it's, uh, it's a year-to-year year lease. I mean, year you, year if, we, if we wanted to, we could go there today. It's not like they're just saying, okay, well, you can use dock this dock this month or this week or something. No, one dock is ours. Right. It's dedicated to us. The others are the fire boats mm-hmm. and other uh, police boats there at Sandy Point. That's part of the problem. We filled the dock. So at, that's what precipitated the crab board in January of 2017 to say, if we want to expand the fleet to include more or different boats, we don't have the opportunity to do that at Sandy Point. So one of the things we were looking to do was to get a, a pontoon boat. So a guest in a wheelchair who did not want to leave their wheelchair would be able to roll onto the boat, roll behind the helm, and with a joystick be able to control that pontoon boat, go fishing, go crabbing, and believe it or not, they have operations that they can go wakeboarding. So it is really phenomenal to see. You end up having a lift on the boat that takes them out of their chair and puts them on the board, and you have a tow line. I love to hear these stories, just in, you know, certainly with, with boating, but just different things. When you sit there and you see these double amputees that are running in marathons, when you see people with, you know, whether they be an intellectual disability or a physical disability or something like that, with being able to make them do. I mean, one of my favorite places downtown right across the creek is uh, Biddy and Bows, which I think is, is, is wonderful. I mean, I think the concept is great. They're franchising it now. And you can't not love when you see somebody being given the gift of in that case, it might be a career and a, and a career path for somebody that may or may not have ever had that. And certainly somebody says, oh, you know, sailing, man. Yeah, I remember I used to do that before, before the accident or before the war, whatever it may be. But there's no way in hell I'll ever be able to do it. Um, that's where you come in and say wrong, um, which is phenomenal. I mean, the different programs you have. I mean, I know that you guys do the Crab Cup regatta. We do a couple of regattas, actually. We do the Crab Cup, which is open to everyone last year, or actually this year. We had uh, 89 boats sign up. Uh, It ended up being the first charity regatta of the year, which we created the Triple Crown of Charity Sailing Trophy with Weems and Plath. We work with Leukemia Cup and and Hospice Hospice Cup, and the three of us. So uh, the the, the sailor in the race who finishes best in their class and raises the most money gets ranked in that race, and they, get, it, they subsequently get ranked in each of the three races, and then you get the cum- cumulative total to come up with the overall winner of this absolutely spectacular trophy that's kept at Market House. We also do the Don Backey uh, Memorial Crab 
uh, Regatta, which is hosted by the Annapolis Yacht Club. The Crab Cup is hosted by the Eastport Yacht Club. Best post-race party in Annapolis, bar none. This year we were planning to have three bands. I mean, it was going to be chock-a-block, and we had to cancel it. But we did have the race. We had the Don Backy, and then we run two Recovering Warriors sailing regattas every year, generally in May and in September, and get warriors from Walter Reed and the other uh hospitals and bases around this area then we have a family sale sunday which invites families to come out with uh, uh, whatever family member is disabled and sail together we also do group sales and last year we worked with 28 different nonprofits to bring their patients clients uh, or customers to crab to go sailing and uh, maryland school for the blind opportunity builders inc you name it, all, you know, Muscular Dystrophy Association, the autistic uh, uh, organization, it just uh, a wide diversity of uh, people with disabilities. Well, how, do you, how do you teach somebody? I mean, this is obviously you're not looking just for experienced sailors that have a physical disability that won't allow them to do it now at this point. So if I've never sailed and I've got a disability, I mean, how do you, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping you don't just put me out in a, <laughs> on the boat and send me. Well, uh, we want the boat back, and we don't want crab in the newspaper, uh, except for good things. So we have uh, a very strong group of volunteer skippers and crew. They must read a 37-page operations manual that teaches them how to not only operate our boats, but work with our guests. And two-thirds of the manual is working with our guests. Anybody can sail. We have to be able to work with our guests. Then they go and they get checked out on the boats. There's four check rides that they have to go through. So it's not one and done, and then you're in charge of a boat. And then you have to be uh, appraised by one of our fleet directors to determine if you have the aptitude, the attitude, and the ability to be a skipper and work with our guests. So from there, uh, you would then be in charge of a boat. What we had to do this year, John, though, was we were not allowed to start operations until the end of June when COVID restrictions were lifted a bit. And we were ready. Before then, we took our operations manual and created a new one to deal with the COVID-19 situation. So we went instead of just show up for the family sale program to a reservation basis. So we knew exactly who was coming and when. Uh, only one family at a time was allowed on the dock to board. We took their temperatures when they came in. Uh, they had to put their life jackets on. We told them how, but we were avoiding face-to-face contact with our guests, minimizing it. They would be escorted down the dock with the skipper in front, the crew person in back. We reduced the number of guests to be on a boat to three. So families of four or five had to break into two boats. We tried to work with them to take two boats out. So they could, you know, race against each other and have a good time. But all of our uh, uh, volunteers were trained on how to board the guests and disembark them without being face-to-face with them, either on the side or their back, put the family member in front to help with any of that type activity. And we were successful in getting through this year's sailing season, taking out over 420 guests and not a single incident of COVID. We're, we're very elated by that. I just talked to Chicago's Goldman Foundation the other day. They never started operations this year. None. New Orleans, none. 
all of these programs were basically shut down. And that was one of the I always take away every year one thing that gets said to me that really sinks in and, and means a lot. And this year I heard it more than once, which was we are really glad you all are open. And I was like, wow, that's nice. And they go, no, you got, all of our outdoor recreational activities have been shut down. They're closed. And we can't do anything except we can come to Crab and go sailing. Well, that's, that's one of the, you know, offshoots of COVID. I mean, there's, you know, we were talking about, you know, mental health and just the ability. I mean, I know early on it was like get out and get into the parks, walk into the parks and do different things. And obviously that's a bit restrictive to somebody that may be in a wheelchair with, um, you know, some artificial limbs or something like that. And I, and I, I agree with that. That's fantastic that you know, it's there. It may not be the y'all come that, you know, that, that you would, that you may have expected in 2019, but it's certainly a, uh, a way to get out there and, and, and enjoy the bay. Um, let's talk a little bit about the adaptive boating center. Cause this is really exciting. This is, as you said, you've been working for years on this and you finally got the stars to align and the politicians all to align. You've got the money and you've, well, not, not the money, but the city has gotten the money to purchase a marina on Bemby Beach Road? In Back Creek, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have just entered into a long-term 40-year lease, if I'm right? 40-year. With the city. So what happens next? Well, uh, good question, because uh, we uh, were responsible for coming up with uh, $450,000 of the uh, cost for the acquisition of the property. So that money is going to the city. And it was program open space funds that were used from the county and the city with CRAB putting in the 450. So that paid for the uh, marina. Now it's the real work of permitting and building out the marina. Because right now there's a 4,000 square foot commercial building on this property and about a 2,000 square foot home plus uh, a 40 year old dock, a fixed dock. So We're removing the home, removing the commercial building, removing the docks, putting in state-of-the-art floating docks. And I don't even say ADA because ADA even allows for three-foot-wide docks. Our docks are all eight-foot-wide, so two wheelchairs can pass and go by and everybody's safe. Building a new adaptive learning center fully outside of the 100-foot critical line. Uh, that it extends from the shoreline, and uh, that will have a, a, a learning center in it that will allow people to come in and do virtual reality uh, sailing oh, cool. before they even get on the water. We'll have, you know, like the 85-inch big screen to show sailing videos and what is going to happen, racing techniques so that they know. Where do you train, do you train the people now? Do you, do you, do you have a physical? We, we have a single picnic table on a patch of dirt at Sandy Point right now where we put a whiteboard up and then we do use the dry marks and draw up what we're trying to instruct. So the concept that we'll have a building that is fully ADA acceptable, Crab's offices will be in there, and then we'll be able to uh, provide it to other organizations, other nonprofits as well uh, in the recreational industry uh, on a rental basis. And uh, we're trying to clear as much property as possible because it's it it's only 0.86 acres, so it's not huge by any measure. And then the parking spaces that we make for uh, the handicap parking take up twice as much sure. space. So we're down to about 32 parking spaces, which is not a lot. And that's why 
we uh, have a program that is it's restricted to crab guests uh, during the season. Uh, we will open it up to the general public for the off-season, so between November and March, uh, people with the general public that would want to come down, they could come see it. Right. Our boats will be gone, but right. they'd be able to see it. Where do you keep your boats now? Uh, they are stored this year at uh, Whitehall Marina. Okay. Uh, the guys at Hinkley uh, are responsible for the hauling and uh, blocking and power washing and launching of the boats. And uh, we have a very nice relationship with Hinkley to uh, provide those services for a, a much more reasonable rate for crab. I, I, need a, I need a nice relationship with Hinkley. I love their boats. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> you know, so what is the timeline for the Adaptive Boating Center? I, I mean, taking into account this is Annapolis and the Eastport Shopping Center is going on six years. Hopefully that the city has skin in the game on this one. It'll be a little bit different. And uh, you're, you're not modifying something. You're sort of going from the ground up, which well, makes it a little bit easier. We're not easier. modifying it in the sense that there's a couple of things. Number one, the city owns it. Uh, number two, it's a marina now, and it's going to be a marina when we're finished. And we're removing a lot of uh, building out of the 100-foot critical area. So that's all good, positive. We're going to have solar panels on the roof of the building, and it stays as open space. Uh, won't be developed into townhouses or condos down there. And on top of that, we're being very proactive. We have already provided a site visit for the planning and zoning department on the property to show them what we're doing, walking and talking through it. And we've also held a Zoom meeting with them to go through every permit that we have to get and how we get them maybe tangentially instead of linear so that we can expedite this process. It's not super fast, as we all know, in Annapolis, and there's going to be a public hearing we hope our good friends at Baywoods uh, join in because Baywoods is about a block and a half away, and they are elated that Crab is going to be there. What is your time frame? I mean, when, I mean, obviously you need to raise some money. Yes, we still have to raise about one point two million dollars, and of that, we've raised about three hundred and sixty thousand now at this time. So good, we're on our way. Uh, we need to raise the rest to build out the facility so we have an outdoor pavilion, you know, we have the storage, we have all the ADA restrooms there, uh, and as well as the adaptive boating center. So, uh, plus the additional equipment that is associated with Crab's operation, the, uh, the lifts and other t- kind of equipment. Um, so, our time frame is uh, the site uh, survey has already been conducted. It's wrapping up. Uh, We'll go in for a grading permit and a permit to raise all the buildings on the property. We uh, will apply to the Maryland Department of Environment uh, for the docks, uh, as well as with the city and the port wardens. Uh, Everybody gets a piece of the action here, which is all good. We want people to know about it and what it's for. But it, it looks like some of the permits could take up to six months. But it should be, it, it potentially could be quicker, but uh, our, um, we've hired an engineer to manage the permitting process, and he's very, very experienced with city permitting. Right. So we, we, we don't anticipate, you know, any, any big issues. Uh, and, and, and again, we want to make it a, a really nice facility. The, the city owns it in the end. Well, it seems, it seems that you guys are good neighbors, and it's not a, you know, you're, you're not 
putting out, I don't mean to just, you know, a tattoo parlor, but I mean, it's not like you're putting up a tattoo parlor or a skyscraper, uh, you know, jamming, you know, 800 people into a one acre lot on some kind of really dense housing or anything like that. And I think it also makes sense that, you know, you're in Ward 7, which tends to be a little bit more low-key than some of the, shall we say, more puckered wards of the city that, <laughs> that would get a little bit upset. Um, so you could, you could actually break ground and start moving dirt probably, you know, late spring, early summer? Mid-summer. We could break ground in a couple of months. Uh, it's the building itself that, you know, we're looking at prefab steel, nothing exotic right. or super expensive. Um, again, we're putting solar panels on the roof. Uh, we're looking for things that are very efficient. We're going to build to probably a minimum of silver lead status uh, as far as uh, the energy efficiency of the property. We'll have a Serenity Park because one of the pieces of CRAB's uh, programs is to allow families to get together at picnic tables and have lunch and talk about programs that they're going to or using and services that they are seeking for the disabled uh, family member. And they trade this information between each other. You have other people maybe with Down syndrome sitting at the same table and talking and socializing. So that whole process of engaging and getting involved with others is going to be greatly enhanced with this Serenity Park that we have as part of it. And and then we're also going to offer other recreational programs like yoga um, there. So for people with... uh, um, uh, amputees or paralyzed, there's programs for them. Uh, as far as the fleet, I already told you about the pontoon boat, but we're going to also get a fleet of radio-controlled boats, which is the one of the fastest-growing sailing programs in the country. You said radio-controlled boats? I'm, I'm lost here. I mean, are we talking about the little things that you put in a pond with a little... Yep. Well, these, these, these boats are about two and a half feet long, okay. uh, about two and a half, three feet high sails so they're not real small boats these are your high-end boats and believe it or not the guy who makes the best ones is, is on the eastern shore so i don't have his name off the top of my head but a friend of mine connected me to him to get uh, a fleet made so can you imagine this t-head that we have which will be 90 feet at the adaptive boating center having six or eight wheelchair guests out there controlling their sailboat sailing right off of the dock I mean, it is really a cool, cool concept. The other thing about that 90-foot T-head, it's, um, for those in boating, they know OPBs, okay? Other people's boats. boats. Exactly. (laughs) So, you have your boat. Your mother wants to come sailing with you, and you'd like her to come, but you're you're at a marina with a fixed dock. And there's no way you're going to be able to get her down that fixed dock and onto your boat. But if you make a reservation with Crab, you'll be able to come in, bring your boat to that 90-foot T-head, and we're going to have a specially built uh, Hoyer lift that would be able to lift a guest out of their chair or out of their walker or off the dock and put them on a larger into boat. The, into the cabin of the boat. Yep. And, and we got that grant from the uh, Dana and Christopher Reeve Foundation to uh, have a specially made uh, Hoyer lift for that activity. So that is something that's really exciting. So when they, you get asked by people when public money is being used, yeah, are you open to everybody? Our answer is yes, we're open to everybody with a disability. We're going to be able to even board you. You don't have to be on a crab boat. 
you just make a reservation and say, I want to be there, and, and we'll have somebody who's specially trained to be able to do that Take for you. Take care of that for you. you. You said anybody with any, any disability. So, I mean, this is, this is truly any disability, whether it's a physical disability or whether it's a mental disability. And, what, and, and I guess depending on what the dis- disability is and the severity of it depends on what role you play on the boat, whether it is as a passenger, which is typically my... You know, we, like, we go out on the woodwind and they're like, hey, you want to raise the sails? Yeah, no, just, just, just a seat and a beer is fine by me. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, that is something we hear, but that is not what we do at Crab. We make our guests sail. Okay. And make is a kind of a strong word. We strongly encourage them to sail and show them how it's easy to learn how to sail. So we want our guests' hands or prosthetic on the tiller. We want someone on the main sheet. We want someone in the family on the jib sheets. So they're working together. But I, I've got to think for a somebody that does have a disability that maybe is the first time out here with crab or early on to their experience with crab, there's got to be some hesitation. Okay, this is cool. I'm getting out here, but I, I don't know whether I'm capable of doing sailing. I imagine you pushing them as opposed to making them or, you know, encouraging them really improves their, their, their sense of accomplishment and the realization that, hey, you know, I can do this. Well, you're spot on because there's a difference between being a passenger and enjoying the experience and being the skipper and creating it and having a sense that I feel the water pressure against the rudder and I feel it through the tiller. I feel when the skipper tells me I have the boat in the groove and we're sailing just perfectly and uh, the sails aren't flapping. I guess the best example I have of where I, I tend to be the person who kind of grabs the bull by the horns a bit with uh, some of our guests. And we uh, were running a regatta, and we'd finished. I think this was the Don Backey regatta at the Annapolis Yacht Club. And so we stopped after two races and came back. They had lunch, and they were getting back on the boats. And I saw that these two um, warriors... Uh, wounded warriors, uh, were getting back in the same seats, one near the uh, jib sheets and one back by the tiller. And I said, whoa, aren't you guys supposed to switch out? And now it's your turn on the tiller? He goes, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm ready for that yet. And I went, you are exactly ready for it now. <laughs> you know why? No, because you have some doubt. That means you're thinking and you're concerned about how you will do it's the person who has no concern that i'm most concerned right right so you come back he looked at his girlfriend and said what do you think and she looked at him and gave him that nod and said go for it and he went back there and they'd had like a fourth and a third that morning and they had a first and a second in the afternoon and and won a trophy in the race and he told me at the event he goes that was the greatest day of my life. That's fantastic. I mean, that's fantastic. What do you guys need? Crabsailing.org is the website. Very simple. Crab sailing, Chesapeake region, accessible boating. What do, what do you guys need? Obviously, you need three quarter, a little about $800,000. So if anybody has a check that's 
they'd like their name uh, on the Adaptive Boating Center. We can name it after you right now. We can name the marina after you. We can name the Serenity Park after you. So even if you want to be anonymous, we won't have to do it. But if you have a family member, a friend who's disabled, and you know what this means to them, uh, or you just feel philanthropic and that this organization is something that you would like to support, please do go to our website. Well, it really sets Annapolis apart. I mean, Annapolis is, depends on who you talk to, as long as you don't speak to somebody from Newport or San Diego, it's the sailing capital of the, <laughs> of the world. But, um, you know, it adds something. This, is, this really sort of brings sailing and boating full circle. Um, for Annapolis. And it proves that I, I know County Executive Pittman's got this, you know, the best place for all. Mary Buckley wants, you know, one Annapolis. And, and this really does bring an inclusiveness to the city that hasn't been there before when this is ultimately done. Support by donations, support volunteers. I'm sure volunteer? you can probably go through the training in that 37 page manual and figure out how you can do it. And I'm sure there's probably other support, support stuff that you can do as well that the uh, organization, like any nonprofit, needs. If you don't add a sail, you can be crew, you can work on the dock, but we only accept skippers who have extensive sailing experience and uh, because we're not teaching people how to sail or learn. Yeah. We're just teaching you how to work with our guests. And, and we get a lot of skippers who have sold their boat, thought they might be out of boating, and then they came to Crab and they go, oh my God, this is the best thing in the world. I get to go sailing. I walk down to the boat. I get on the boat. It runs, it's clean, it's neat. I take people out sailing who give me, in the old days, pre-COVID, a hug, a kiss, and thank me and tell me what a great experience they had. And, and then I don't have to clean it. And then I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I walk off. So we get a lot of skippers coming in that way. Well, and, and I also think that if anybody knows anybody that has any kind of a disability, uh, make sure they know about crab and that, that, it, that it's here. Uh, looking for spring of 2022, I guess, for when the um, everything works out well. We could shock ourselves and run a couple of operations, perhaps out of 2021 uh, at the center before October. But that's if all the stars line up really good. And it it's one of these things where you know it took almost four years to get the property acquired, and so to get through just one year of getting it built. I have uh, a consummate amount of patience to get through that one year and then set the organization up for the next 40. That's fantastic. Well, Bo Bollinger, who is the executive director for CRAB, crabsailing.org. I can't say the website enough. Go check out everything they've got. If you want to see what the Adaptive Boat Center, ABC, I should remember that, looks like, you can go right on to crabsailing.org and there is a uh, flipbook that's on there that shows what it what it's going to look like. You're going to have the classrooms there so you can teach these kids you uh, won't have to move the picnic bench, picnic table inside to be able to teach these folks how to do this. And it's really going to be a family gathering spot, I think, to a degree for uh, the folks that are able to partake of this. And as you said, it is something for everybody. I mean, uh, we all have, uh, you know, whether you're two years old now or whether you're 82 years old, you know, we're getting older or our parents are getting older or our relatives are getting older. And at some point, you know, there, there, there's going to be some mobility issues, and this is this is an outstanding way to make sure that any issues come don't really affect a love for sailing and a love for the Chesapeake Bay. And for those that have never experienced the Chesapeake Bay, what a great opportunity! What a what a great gift it is to be able to get out onto the water to feel 
you know, I, I love the sound of, you know, the waves up against the hull of the boat. Uh, as you said, when you get into the groove and, 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 you, and you know you're, you're in it and it's, you know, the, the rudder is vibrating a little bit because you know it's, it's just spot on. It's, there's really nothing like it. And you guys are doing an incredible job with um, moving it forward. And I congratulate you on 40 years. And I hope you get another, get another renew that one for another 40 after that's done and, and on and on and on. Because each year that goes by, there's more and more things for uh, those with any kind of disability to be not disabled i know the county is uh they a lot is the differently abled as opposed to disabled and uh, what we focus on john and we summarize this for our volunteer skippers and crew is when you see uh, a guest what you want to do is focus on their ability the disability is a given what we're trying to do is focus on their ability and bring it out and put it to use in sailing the boat yeah that's what we want to do and again, they are no different than any able-bodied person. And if I could, you know, I've had people say, well, gee, isn't this just for a select group of people? I said, yeah, I don't think you'd want to be in that select group either. And secondly, you know, it's not a minority. Take a look at the bell curve of baby boomers. It's moving to the right. Yes. And that means we're in a target-rich environment, as they would say in the military. And we are going to have more and more people who are going to want to utilize the services in the sailing programs, the boating programs, the paddling programs that we create at Crab in the future. And uh, it's more than exciting. We'll have uh, people with disabilities providing instruction in the future. So it's going to be a phenomenal facility and uh, our volunteers, our guests are going to love it. Incredible. I can't wait to see the construction start. I can't wait to see the finished product. Bo Bollinger, the executive director for Crab Chesapeake Region Accessible Boating, crabsailing.org. Go check it out. If you can contribute, definitely please do. But please make sure anybody that you know has that has a disability of some sort is aware of this because um, nothing better than getting out on the bay. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ionanapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday. 